0: All right. What's up, everyone? Uh, This is Homestead Shop Talk Podcast with Al from Lumna Acres, Ben from Holler Homestead, and myself, Jason, from Sew the Land. And today is episode 30, which is pretty cool we made it this far. Um, (laughs) uh, Today's topic, we're going to talk about uh, short-term versus long-term goals and to see if we even have long-term goals or is this all short-term goals like what's what's our big picture here i often think about that quite often and today i was putting in wood posts and i was just popped in my brain and i was like "Mm, maybe we should talk about that so but first we're going to talk about our week so what's up guys how you doing is it snowing at your place yeah?
1: it's not snowing right now this past weekend it was 40s rain and we had like 50 to 60 mile per hour wind gusts. It was like 30 to 40 mile per hour sustained winds. <clears throat> and then it got down to I think like right now it's like in the teens but it, it dropped down the next day. It was like 40 and then the next day it was like 20. So It's been, been kind of crazy. We got a bunch of rain. Now we got ice skating rinks all over the place it seems like. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you're and, using that that plow in front of your tractor. That's, that's
1: pretty neat. Yeah, that was fun. We need to have a good amount of snow, and have it stay. <clears throat> but we want to go out and do some winter camping, but this weather hasn't cooperated, with us, unfortunately. We still been yeah. away, working at the barn. Working on the barn. We got so that that snow that I was plowing with the tractor, it was like super fine. And then we got a big windstorm, so the whole inside of the barn, like got bl- fi- the fine snow got blown in, and then it warmed up and then it all melted, and then it all froze, and it's some a spot that had like a half inch of ice inside oh, the gosh. bottom. Like the whole bottom was an ice skating rink, and then it warmed up again. So I chipped it all out, got it all out, and then I threw sand down. Like if it freezes up again, I'm gonna have sand stuck in this ice, because I don't wanna be slipping on my butt no more. But, yeah. I don't know, just some strange weather we've been having this winter. This week was supposed to get down to, I think like Wednesday, Thursday night, was supposed to get down to like below zero. That'll be like the first big cold snap. Are
0: you putting in
1: insulation in that barn? Nope. No, no insulation. It'll, it'll be a big, you know, big windbreak, but there won't be any insulation in it. Um, we had it in our other barn, just in the milking room, but it, the milking room wasn't heated, and then the rest of the barn was all uninsulated. Yeah, I got some comments today. People mad at me, or somebody mad at me, because I'm not, I'm not building my barn fast enough for my animals. And they they need to have have a nice barn. I'm like, our animals are already in a barn. This barn we're building is for us. Like the cows, the goats, they all have a nice barn. They're just not together and it's not convenient. It's like this, this barn's convenient for us. I'm not making a heated barn to put my animals in. They're not going to live in it 24 seven. They're not pets. And the animals wouldn't be happy in the barn 24 seven. They want to be outside when it's snowing, they're outside. You know, they're they're in the wind. They're outside. They can go in and out right now, and and they'd rather be out. You know, same with the goats and the sheep there. They want to go up.
0: I get that, too, because my big old 80-foot horse barn, I get that comment every winter. Why don't you put your animals in the barn? Why don't you put the cooney coonies in the barn? (laughs) I'm like, it's dark and dungy and and wet and concrete. They're going to... It's not going to be very fun for them. Right. <laughs> okay. I feel like they like prison. it outside. I know, that's the thing. Yeah, I'm going to lock them up in a stall. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> no, ours will be in at night and then we'll, for calf separating and stuff, we'll milk them inside and then they're going to go out <laughs> just like they do right now, <laughs> just in a small, they'll have a bigger barn that's convenient for us to yeah. keep all of our feed and all of the hay in. You know, the barn is for us, for winter convenience, not for the animals yeah i just i think it's funny i think a lot of people have pets and they don't have livestock so i think they're completely different and i don't know my cow wouldn't want to be in the house would you yeah
2: that's true (laughs) i don't know i think our cow if she could figure out how to get in the house she would have came in the house oh really yeah (laughs) Just mainly because she probably would assume we have treats hidden in the house. <laughs> she was just a very suspicious cow.
1: Yep. That's funny.
2: Looking through your windows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you have in there? You're hiding I know you the got treats stuff. in there. Right. Yeah. We didn't end up butchering the sheep. A couple of reasons. Oh, it, yeah. It was crazy. We had crazy weather Friday, Saturday. But after talking with you, Ben, I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should keep her for like another two more months, put some more meat on her bones, and then we'll have some bigger lamb chops and stuff like that. So I think that's the goal. We'll wait till like end of February, middle of March, and then we'll butcher her and make some delicious meat out of her. There you go. It's, it's still going to be cold, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. February, March is still going to be cold. Yeah. Well, the weather's still going to be good for us to do it. But yeah we had like 60 mile per hour wind gusts it was crazy on saturday i I was supposed to stop around 11 i think it went to like one and then it was still like 30 mile per hour winds but i couldn't even work in the barn putting up siding of putting tin on the inside and i couldn't do it until the wind died down because it was just so windy even inside the barn i was like yeah i'm not carrying a 10 foot long sheet of tin around next thing i know i'll be doing like a cartwheel or something and no. I Where'd
2: Al go? Oh, he flew right. away.
1: You guys get any of that wind or anything?
2: We didn't really have any wind uh, Saturday. We just had we just had rain, or not just Saturday. Rain. That was that was Friday. Friday we had rain because you know I was out okay. in it butchering a pig. Okay. But That's right, you, every time you butcher, you get there's rain. Yeah, every single time. We're we're three <laughs> for three now. Was the cow in the rain? no the cow is just really no. cold okay yeah
1: so we, we know when ben's butcher and pigs it's gonna be rainy on the east coast <laughs> it has
0: to have a class though yeah it has to be a
1: class if nobody shows up okay. it's gonna be beautiful weather there you go that's funny trying to build gates that's a uh, park at gates so in the barn we can have oh, i want to have sliding barn doors so we can have like a big opening for like the, to get in and out of the barn, but in, one, in those areas, I also want to have gates that we can close. I'm make, making like 2 walls, so you can slide them in and out. So that way we can, if an animal gets out and we open one of the big barn doors, we're not having like a cow come and charging at us or something. So that's kind of been a fun one to figure out. Cause. Gates are made to swing and I don't know you we have just had to figure out how to weld the wheels on them and. Without being like too elaborate i are just trying to figure out how to do it and what, what kind of hardware we need. And it's been been pretty custom, but it's fun. I think it'll be exciting and work well for us when we're all said and done.
0: I'm surprised that you can't buy a. Well, I don't know if you can or not. Like buy a wheel kit for something like that. But
1: all the wheel kits they that I've seen are ones going like to swing a gate. So um... we want to be able to go like in and out like a pocket door. So we we ended up buying um caster wheels from Harbor Freight and we welded them on the bottom.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's a great idea. It's like, you would think somebody would've came up with like some kind of way to, to do something like that on those, on those gates. Cause it's just, a like a livestock gate.
1: Yeah. Just livestock gates. They don't weigh anything. They're pretty light. I don't know. I don't, I don't like swinging things when you're trying to maximize as much space, if you got a door that swings. You you got to take in account like whatever three feet, eight feet, ten feet of room that it takes up, so you can't stack anything there. And so I always try to do pocket doors. It seems like or pocket gates now. I guess be my new thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. like that. I thought that looked really cool. It's a great use yeah. of space. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. It'd be nice to build like stack hay up against the wall, and not have to worry about having a gate in the you know swinging in the way or anything. So. I
0: wonder if we could use the same gate for uh like an outdoor fence like a, i think i guess this has to be kind of flat land maybe but right because i need to put gates i like the idea of a sliding gate better than a gate that swings out
1: right yeah especially if you're trying to go in with an animal it'd be easier just to slide it with your hand instead of having to go and walk and then turn the animal around and get it to swing shut again
0: yeah i might check that out
2: you have to invent something, and then you can make a kit and sell it. <laughs> I built a lot of sliding gates back when I was doing wrought iron work a million years right. ago uh like it used to be you could buy uh you know it's all for welding wrought iron gates, but it's like a box that's got the wheel mounted inside of it, so it only sticks out like you know an inch below the box, and then it's the wheel is a v. And so all you attach to the ground is a piece of angle iron, you know, you know, pointed up and then, you know, you put two of those wheels on your gate and then it, it stays tracked on that, that piece of angle iron did quite a few of those things. They were, uh, they were fun, but you were telling me about the, you know, having to weld stuff on there and that was, it popped into my head. It was like, yeah, I used to make gates like that, but I mean, they weren't livestock gates. They were like super fancy, ridiculous, you know, wrought iron gates. Driveway. driveway yeah, gates. driveway, RV parking gates. Okay, so it'd be like you'd put
1: the angle iron or the V, the v piece down on like a concrete driveway or something that you'd attach that to?
2: Yeah, but usually what it would be is I'd go in and, you know, set the angle iron to where the, the triangle is up. Uh, yep. And then we'd go in and usually we'd, drill a couple holes in the driveway, redhead, a, uh, you know, concrete anchor, uh, just a piece of flat steel to the, to the concrete. And then you lay the angle iron on that, and then you can weld that angle iron to those anchored in pieces. And now you have your track.
1: So I got a question for you, Ben, then, because you're, you've done quite a bit of welding, making sliding barn doors. I was thinking about making the frame out of angle iron. So that way they wouldn't warp and then line it with, like pine boards on the inside. What thickness of angle iron? And then would I be better off taking like some rectangle tubing and welding it on top and around the sides to strengthen it up?
2: Actually, remind me after we're done, and I'll show you some of the gates that I used to make because basically they were just a tube steel frame and then they've got angle iron welded to the inside yeah. of the frame, and then I just used just fence boards, um, sometimes tongue and groove boards if someone wanted something heavier duty, but generally it was just fence boards. Um, and then you just get self tapping screws and use those screws, go through the wood and then s- drill into the angle iron. So the angle iron was only like, you know, less than an eighth inch thick, pretty light stuff. Okay. But um, So it was the it, tubing that kind of was the structure. Yeah. Yeah. The tubing I mean, was, was the structure.
1: Yeah, so that's what I've been, I haven't built the doors for the barn yet because I've been kind of like processing it through my head. I'm like, okay, if I build them, all of them, it all out of wood, it's going to be heavy. And they're still probably going to warp because they're going to be, each door is going to be six feet by like 10 feet tall. And there's going to be four that's a of big them. Door. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how can I do this? That's going to keep it straight. So I was thinking about the angle iron and then some tubing around it.
0: I have to build those giant door. I've been needing to build those doors for the horse stall. Um, I think we talked about it, Ben too. Uh, I think they're 12 foot
2: high doors. Yeah. Those are massive doors on that barn. Yeah. King Kong doors. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge undertaking, uh, building a door that big. Uh, Did you ever decide if you're doing like sliding barn doors, or are you going to do hinged? I think I'm leaning towards the
0: one side, not the main side like where we hoist the animals, but the other side making that into a sliding door. But it still end up gonna be like a at least ten foot, maybe ten foot sliding door. I'm leaning towards that, but I don't That's know. It's a yet. huge door.
1: Yeah. How wide how wide is the opening?
0: It's pretty wide. Um I would say I don't know, I think twelve feet. 12, 14 feet, maybe.
1: Yeah. So I got a twelve. I got a twelve foot. So that's why I figure if I do four, four six feet doors, two on each side, have them sliding each direction. I made. I made them before. I don't remember. I had a. I, at our first house, we had horses, and I built a. It was a lean-to shed, but it was a horse barn. I don't remember the dimensions of that. It was at least eight feet, if not maybe ten feet tall in the front. And I'm going to say the doors were probably eight by at least eight eight feet by eight feet if not eight by ten and i went over to the lumber yard bought rough sawn lumber and it was hemlock that was green soaking wet built the doors there were sliding doors and then i tried to stand them up and hang them up i did it i don't can't remember how i did about oh my that was heavy 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 i don't know if you guys have ever messed with like wet rough sawn hemlock but it's pretty wet
0: <laughs> wow
1: no i'm Never can't say I've done that. That was the first time I did and I I regretted it. But they say hemlock is what you should use to build barns, or at least barn floors, because if it stays wet it won't rot. It's so like in an animal floor if it, you know, they're always urinating on it and it stays pretty wet. Well so it won't It's supposed to last like the longest for the wood. So I don't want to build those that I again. I don't even know if I've ever seen hemlock. No. It's kinda of got like a greenish yellow tinge to it. It's different. They use it, like they, used it they used to use it a lot up here for building barns back in the old days. So I would say that's been our week is just more bond projects and trying to I think that's always the fun part. It's like how do you do that and make good videos and process and figure out exactly how you want to do everything and take time to, to make sure you do it right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's kind of some of the, some of the things we've been waiting on. We haven't been finished. I was like, okay, I want to do this, but how do I make this work? I want, you know, I don't know you're just trying to, trying to think and process, but make, make good content at the same time can be a little tricky. It seems like <laughs> I know you guys know how that is.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I feel like, yeah, people are thinking, I think it's boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like watching paint dry sometimes, <laughs> but. Yep. but maybe it's not, it's. Well, I mean, it's not. I mean, people are watching. That's what's hard about it. So, what's up, Ben? How'd your uh, workshops go?
2: The class? I mean, the class went perfect. Like, I couldn't ask for a better class. Um, you know, it did rain on us again, like I was saying, but, I mean, that was kind of... It is to be expected. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? This was probably probably the best class. Uh, we actually were overbooked. We had extra people. Um this go around. And so it was, it was a pretty full house, but I will say this was the most gung ho out of all three of the classes we did this winter. Everybody in this class wanted to get dirty. They wanted to get their hands in there. Um, it was a, a very lively bunch. Um, it was, it was awesome. Like, um, we did everything so fast that like, we were very efficient. I, that's that's how to say it. We were very efficient. Um, we finished really early on day one. Um, I think we were probably done by two or three o'clock with both pigs, which was pretty good. Um, and so we just kind of sat around and hung out until it was dinner time. Gave us all a chance to dry out. We went up, went up in the barn and got out of the <laughs> rain and just sat there in front of the space heaters and warmed up. Uh, and then day two... You know that's the the cutting up day, going from from uh, cooler to freezer, and uh, that went really good. Um, I actually we were like finishing up grinding everything. We grind very last after everything. We were finishing up grinding uh, as Meg came down with all of the uh, the stuff for dinner, and so it was like usually usually our classes the way they've gone is. Uh, you know, we're, we're done at six, but then, you know, me and Meg and whoever wants to stay and help, uh, we'll finish grinding and packaging and getting everything in the freezer. But like we were done by six, you know, we had dinner, people helped carry stuff to the freezers and left. So yeah, it was, it was really cool. Really good group of people. Uh, on one hand, it's bittersweet. Like I'm like, I'm like, Just like totally jazzed. I wanna, I wanna do another class. It's like, let's do this again. And at the same time, it's like, sweet, we don't have to do this again until, you know, next fall. So, yeah, it's it's kind of bittersweet. Like by the last class, I feel like I, I feel like I like, I was getting it down. It's like, all right, like I, I've got a pretty good program now. I, uh, I know how I'm gonna do stuff. I know how I'm gonna explain stuff. And now it's over. So. You know, eh, I hope it's not a user to lose it thing. You know, we'll find out by, uh, you know, next October, November, whenever we start doing this again, I'll start up and that first class will just be awkward and terrible. And by the last class, I should be back on it. So we'll see. But yeah, it was pretty good. Did you ever fix your um, hoist? (laughs) That's a sore
0: subject with me. I'd rather not talk about it. now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how'd you hoist up the pig? How'd How'd you do that?
2: Oh, I used the trusty tractor. Yeah, okay. I, I went out there uh, Thursday, just checking everything, checking the water, making sure the water was you know filled up, plugged in the crane, click, nothing happened. Actually, I take that back. I got it to move about a foot, and then I put some weight on it, and it just stopped and never worked <laughs> again. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it was a bummer. It's like, uh, I threw the box away. I should have known. I should have known. Like it was the only one on the shelf <laughs> and the box was open. It was like, ugh, I should have known. But, you know, they'll, they get you with that restock fee anyways. So even if I'd taken it in, they would have charged me like 75 bucks just to bring it back. Yeah, good yeah, old tractor. tractor. Things pay for itself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll only have like, oh, I don't know, 20 or 30 more pigs to go and that tractor will pay for itself. <laughs> That's all right. I. Uh, That's good. Those pigs were actually probably some of the smallest out of all of the ones we've done this winter. Because you know, I I leave the smallest till the end. That way, they have a little bit longer to fatten up. Um, but one of them, the the big pig, the feeder pig, was like two two sixty, something like that. Two two sixty something. Then the small pig was only a hundred and hundred forty or something like that. So uh tractor had no problem picking those things up. I tell you, a uh, lot better than uh when we were trying to pick up that cow and I'm like, hey, Jason, climb on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Doing wheelies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sketchy. Not the sketchiest thing I've ever done, but that was yeah, that was pretty sketch. That's good, man. You got
0: those classes out of the way and you're ready to uh, move on to the next project, I guess, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we were adding it up. We put somewhere around it's like 1,100 pounds of pork in the freezer this year, so a lot. Fit. More... Everything fit in the freezer? Barely. I mean, barely. We uh, like the the one out in the shed, we did have to set a couple like bags of feed on to keep the lid closed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, barely fit. Like it was, it was close. Uh, actually, there was stuff that did not fit that we left out that we like the bacon. There's a whole bunch of bacon, a couple copas, the prosciutto. We just put that stuff on cure and that stuff gets to live in the fridge while it's curing, which that kind of saved us. Cause uh, there was no room, no room in the freezers.
1: Have you figured out how much meat you've, butchered for the whole year with like chicken and lamb and everything you've done total
2: we kind of talked about that a little bit but i don't think we have a total for how many pounds of meat period we've put in the freezer but i mean something like five or six hundred pounds of chicken um and then we put in six hundred something of beef so yeah i'll i'll get i'll get those numbers i'll i'll let you know that's yeah then you did the lambs this year right the oh this yeah, year. yep, yeah. See, it's all that we'll have to sit <laughs> down and. I'm sure Meg has a spreadsheet already with all that information, yep. so I'll I'll ask her <laughs> later. That'd be interesting.
1: What was the furthest somebody has traveled? Did
2: you guys have any, anybody travel some distance for the classes? Yep, Portland, Oregon. Wow. Yep, they flew all the way across the country to come to this class. I'd say that's the farthest that's um, cool. we've we've had. Missouri, uh, 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 there was a big group. It was a dad and his like three sons and his future, it's like grandson-in-law or something like that. You now these guys are all older than me. Uh, they flew. They were like from Iowa and Minnesota, and they flew down here. Wow. So, yeah, they were they were enjoying how warm it was down here.
0: Did anybody ask to have any slices of prosciutto?
2: (laughs) (coughs) No, uh, we did talk about it. That's one of those things. Like, I would have, if someone had asked for a taste, I would have, I would have pulled out the the one we've been cutting on. I would have shared, but I think everybody was being too polite. (laughs) 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 That's funny yeah we we did actually that's pull the prosciuttos good. out because I was explaining you know i'm I'm cutting this leg because we're gonna turn it into a prosciutto and you know kind of explaining how it goes down, and it's like, well, here's this one that's you know a year old and this one's two years old, and yada yada, and so we did talk about them, but yeah, I probably should' have. it probably would have been nice to be carving off one and be like, and this is why we do it, kind of kind of drive that point home. <laughs>
1: Did you, are you turning any legs from a regular feeder pig into a prosciutto? Are you doing all, are all of them from the guinea hogs?
2: No, actually we didn't do any guinea hog prosciuttos this year. Uh, We're just doing the feeder pigs. Um, We've actually got one. It was the first class we did. We did a prosciutto out of the big feeder pig and it's, it is now hanging in our kitchen. Um, And then me and Meg just got the, uh, the prosciutto we made this, this weekend on salt today so it's it's going to spend its uh period of time in the fridge uh while it's you know curing and losing its moisture and then after that we'll hang it up
1: have you cut into your prosciutto yet there jason because yours has been two years right
0: oh yeah no where we ever do uh no i no we have not um i don't know why we just i just haven't done it yet I need it. I don't mean, know we always talk about it I was like we need to we need to cut into that we need to cut into that cuz you like have standard, your dad right back, back over No I know I think
1: yeah <laughs> he'll make you yeah, cut it but Yeah he will <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah I don't know yeah I don't know when we, we keep on saying it so any any day now we're going to cut into it
2: But you got that new deli slicer it'll uh it'll cut it up real nice Right Yeah we did make bacon this week so
1: just ha- do you have like a Krager? Traeger grill, I mean. So you smoked it on or?
0: Yeah, we put it in there for a little bit in the Traeger, yeah. yeah. I love the Traeger. Like we haven't had any problems with that. We've we had it for maybe a year now. Um and every time it's you just put something in there and like kinda of set it and forget it pretty much and it always comes out good.
1: Don't know who it is. I just saw it on Instagram. I don't know if it was them or I forget the brand that I have. But one of them just came out with a cabinet one. it holds a lot more it'll hold a lot more like stacked on top of each other for but if you want to do like bacon slabs or trays of stuff. I think it'll hold like two or three times as much as a regular thirty-six inch grill.
2: Mm. Thought that was kind of interesting. That's actually if I was gonna get another pellet smoker, that's what I would get is probably a Traeger. My dad, my mom and dad had a Traeger and you know, I had my big, ugly smoker that I built and I could make some darn good barbecue. And then my dad started smoking on that Traeger and he can make barbecue just as good as mine. So it was like, well, then I guess they've improved the technology <laughs> enough because we'd go over there for Thanksgiving and my dad would smoke a turkey and I'd start eating. It's like, this tastes as good as what I can make. And all he did was walk out there and push a button and walk away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the pellets are very convenient yeah for sure it's nice and you can get so many you you know i get the i get the combination the combination blend it's like i don't know maple yeah. hickory apple or you can get you know whatever you want but,
0: i keep thinking about it. every time i look at my my little cooney coonies i'm like i want to put one on the Traeger, <laughs> 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 just to do it totally. <laughs> see if i could do it on there
1: my friend has one that's charcoal that's like an auto-feed charcoal one. It's huge, and it's like a gravity-fed charcoal one. I mean, it makes—it's a smoker, and it makes some delicious meat. But I've never seen one of those before. Jason,
2: how about your week? Yeah, so
0: yeah, so for for me this week, see, let me think about it. So I got a, a good stopping point um, for our high tunnel, and. And uh, like you, Al, I get the comments saying, Jason, you spent way too long. You're taking way forever long on this high tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to ever be finished? <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait, I'm not in a hurry.
1: <laughs> you finished it up before your deadline.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm ahead of schedule here because right. uh, I'm at a point now where the next step is plastic. And so I want to wait till it gets a little warmer. And so hopefully there'll be... The plastic, I think, will will look nicer if we could stretch it as much as we can when it's, more, you know, when it's kind of warm out, you know, yep. maybe in the 70s or something. So, I don't know. It might be another month before I do that. Um, but that's the next step, and that's where we're at, you know. So, I'm glad I'm there. And then, now I've been working on my fencing, like, all day today, the last couple of days. Um, another part of the fencing And I think the part that we're starting on now, I think it's going to end up being like a wood fence, maybe not right away, but eventually add some wood to it. Um, I think just for aesthetic purposes, um, because it's like kind of like a fence that you see, uh, you know, we always walking in and out of, and it's there. And every time I look out my window, that's the first thing I see. And so I figure maybe a wood fence would look nice, but, um, I still got to add poles and figure out where I got to put the gates and stuff like that. And then I rem- I mentioned on the last podcast that I went to uh rural King by us kind of by us was selling some rolls of fencing for $130 cheaper than tractor supply. But of course they didn't have it in stock. And then it was like another $300 to ship. And so I went to tractor supply to see if they would price match, and they did. They they would yes, wow. which um. That's so awesome. I, I tried to price match something before at Tractor Supply, the same Tractor Supply last year, and they told me no. Uh, we 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 can't do it, you know. Not with not with Rural King. They don't want to do it. So that you know that discouraged me because I thought about it doing it again. I was like, eh, but they already told me no. So but I went and asked again. And for whatever reason, I, maybe I got him on a good day, but, uh,
2: <laughs> persistence. Said, yeah.
0: No, I know. Even he was like, man, I think I'm gonna go get some of those fencing. <laughs> He's like, wow, that's a big, like $130 cheaper. Like, that's crazy. So, which is, I'm super thankful for that. Cause that's how much I saved. And, um, I bought a couple of fe- I got a bought a couple,
1: um, you be forced not to.
0: Yeah. I almost bought like more, but I was like, well, I need to calm down. Right.
1: Cause I'm a, like, how many rolls do I need to finish? Yeah. Mine's Cause like I'm, gonna afraid I'm afraid
0: I'm afraid I'm going to go there again. And they're like, nah, we can't do that. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, which is cool. Yeah. So I, they price matched it, which is awesome. Um, so, so yeah, I have to get more material and all that stuff, but hopefully I can get that done now that I don't have the high tunnel to do. What else? We had that huge rain on that one day. I forget which day it was. It might have been Friday, I guess. Well, it rained
2: pretty good. What was that, Tuesday?
0: Oh, maybe it was
1: Tuesday. I don't remember Yeah, it was. It was. During, it was during the week. That was like when your pigs got to go swimming, right?
0: Yeah, it was right after that. Yep, it was right after my dream. So right. my dream was about to come true. That's right. Because <laughs> we had some good flooded waters going through our property in... Um, over by our barn just floods really bad. You know, they build this horse barn on the most, like the like lowest part of the property. Every time it rains, all the water comes rushing down towards that barn. I was like, I don't know why they built this barn right here. <laughs> right. Um, so every time it rains like that, it always have issues with, with flooding. And so, you know, I started building a, I started like digging out a trench. It's like, I probably don't have to do this now, but <laughs> sometimes you just feel like digging a trench. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I feel like digging a hole, you know, I think probably cause I was editing a video and I was like, I just gotta go outside and like do some manual labor. <laughs> so I've been, yeah, I've been doing a lot of research on French drains lately. Have you, have you guys put in a French drain?
2: Yep. Nope. Pain in the butt, but they're pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah. I guess the more time consuming is digging the trench. Uh so figuring that out and you know, gutters. I gotta put gutters on this barn. I I have I think I always say it, but I really gotta do that. I think how, just how, the gutters.
1: How long's the barn?
0: It's about eighty feet.
1: Okay, that's a good size building.
0: I would love to do a, just one gutter piece, you know, like have a have somebody make it. Yep. So it's just one piece. I figured that would probably be easier to install rather than putting a bunch of pieces together. And it would probably look nicer. But, of course, you know, it's more expensive. Right. That's my thought. Because I, I priced them out before, uh, when we, I think it was last year or when we first moved in, this gutter, they will make it on site. And just to make it, you know, that was back then. I don't know what it is now, the prices, but it was – um. 500 bucks for one gutter for one eighty foot long gutter. Um, so I don't know what it is now. I, I want to call them back and ask them what, what the prices are like now. <laughs> Maybe it's the same, but considering what, uh, a metal, tw- what are they? 10 feet long at Lowe's is, I don't know what they are. 20 bucks. Yep. Um, I'm kind of like, sometimes I will get like a, I'm kind of like a cat, you know, a shiny objects. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like doing the fencing. I'm like, I got to get this fence done. Right. And all of a sudden this, something happens. I'm like, Oh, what is that? And I'm like, Oh, there's like a shiny object over there. I'm going to go tinker with that for a, a whole two days.
2: <laughs> Rain and gutters. Then,
0: yeah. Then I'm like, wait a minute. I I need, I'm doing fencing. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> concentrate, concentrate.
2: Greenhouse. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Wait, wait, I got a greenhouse over here too. Yeah.
1: What's Dang the it. deadline for the fence? Do you have, have, you given yourself a deadline yet for that project? Oh, for both greenhouse and the fence is March 11th. Okay. So now, now you just have to concentrate on the fence. till March 11th. Yeah. No more digging trenches. It's time to commit to the fence. <laughs> I know
0: I keep, but I, now I have like a trench in front of my barn and I'm like, <laughs> I can't leave it like that.
1: Or are you going break to break an ankle?
0: I know. I was like, I can't just leave it like that. Cause next thing I know, grass is going to grow. And then <laughs> I'm like, man, we're going to run out of time here. <laughs> Fall in, get the lawnmower stuck. I mean, I guess we could just go into it. Cause that's pretty much my week or besides that bacon that we made, we'd made bacon for the first time. And that turned out really well. What kind? I know Lorraine has been talking with Meg Ben, so we used a combination of, of what she does. And then we had another book like i think we used kind of what what meg does and then like two other books that we kind of like combined and made one (laughs) big like used little bits of everything of everywhere and then kind of made just made it and it turned out great like for you know first time doing it and it was awesome uh did you
2: did you hot smoke it or cold smoke it
0: we hot smoked it. Well, we did it in the Traeger, and we had it at the lowest setting, which was I think one forty-five. Okay. And we only it was only in there for, I think it was only in there for like thirty minutes, hey. just to get a smoky flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we stuck it in the oven for like I think it was like eight hours, and then after that we sliced
2: it, and then we cook it like then we cooked it like bacon
0: after that. Okay.
2: I'll have to bring you some cold smoked bacon, and since you use kind of a similar recipe, you can try some cold smoked bacon and see see what you think. I like both of them. Like, hot smoke, cold smoke, they're both delicious. I mean, you can't hold a candle to homemade bacon. Like, store-bought stuff is... Yeah, that's that's old news. Yeah. Uh, I know. But cold smoke, it tastes different. Like It, it tastes mm. a lot different, but yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw I saw that. I saw that video post. I was like,
0: It's about yeah.
2: time. I I gotta hear how it went.
0: I know. And we it was those three feeder pigs that we butchered last spring. So we're just getting to the bacon. The bacon's almost you know that that's been sitting in the freezer pretty much all year long. Yeah. And I'm like, usually people eat the bacon first. Right. <laughs> yep. But I guess we just kinda just got to it, so but now we're trying to go through it. We had like, I mean, it was pieces like, I'm just showing on the screen, but like, kind of like that. I think we cut the pork belly in half. So we had like six of them. Yeah, so. Did you do yeah, all of it? Up. No, we're, we're, we're actually, Lorraine, she um, is curing or um, seasoning one right now. Okay. Um, so we're gonna start going through them and start just we're just making them and then just freezing them so that way we, they're already there just kind of we just got to cook them but yeah man like it's like growing a homemade tomato like it's like with anything that we grow yep, yep. you can't go back once you have a, i know nope. i cannot buy store bacon again it's crazy
1: yeah because once you're like, out like oh man i gotta wait till next time we butcher a pig to have bacon again like it's Horrible. You can't buy it. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't buy can't go buy a chicken at the store, you know, like all that. Like it's just so crazy. You just fall into this rabbit hole of making, raising, growing, and you just cannot go back. It's just so yep. crazy.
1: <laughs> Gina rendered some lard from our pigs last week and then she fried up some chicken tenders and lard breaded that was delicious and we made had some leftover and we made some chicken sandwiches with them and stuff and yeah that was good
2: yeah and we've been about that beef tallow for a week now right make some it makes <laughs> some good potatoes so, i'm
1: sure i couldn't just imagine some french fries fried i haven't done french
2: fries yet you haven't no we've been busy we kind of had people to entertain this weekend but right yeah i'm i'm sure french fries will be soon Actually, we were out of potatoes. We just uh, got our potatoes this past week, so our potato situation's resolved. We uh, we actually grew enough potatoes. What we grew lasted until January, so yeah, that was kind of cool. It's like, man, we we yeah. ate we ate a long time on what we grew this year. That was pretty cool. Technically, we still have some, but it's all the little you know teeny tiny things that you can't make French fries out of. So we finally yeah. we finally broke down and bought some some <laughs> russets again
0: yeah so um so let's talk about t- today's topic so what what is a what are the short-term goals compared to long-term goals
1: like what would you think short-term goals is like a classification basically like what we
2: classify as short-term and long-term
0: like short-term is
2: growing a garden is that short-term i guess a uh, short-term would be you know uh, the short-term goals are we're going to grow a garden this year and the long-term goals are we're going to install a permaculture orchard that takes care of itself that just gets better over time like that's the difference between short-term and long long-term now when it comes to like other stuff um i feel like me personally i have a very hard time with long-time goals um like like i said when you brought that up and i was like yeah I feel like day to day, I'm just treading water, trying to get things done. Uh, Just putting out the, you know, the biggest fire first. Um, There's a lot of stuff. I guess I forget the bigger picture, Um, you know, and ultimately like the bigger picture is, I don't know. Some people might not understand where I'm going with this, but like the bigger picture is my family. The bigger picture is raising my boys and, You know, now my daughter, um, the bigger picture is, you know, being there for them and stuff like that. That's my bigger picture. Um, bigger picture when it comes to the homestead, see, I got sidetracked bigger picture versus long-term goals. See, I'm overthinking it. Uh, long-term goals when it comes to the homestead is I would actually like to make this place run to where I don't have to micromanage absolutely everything. Uh, now, as far as being able to do that. I haven't figured it out yet, so I'm stuck in the short-term goals of uh, making sure chores don't take me all day, every day.
0: A little bit more efficient, make yep. everything more systems in place where you don't have to be there all the time type of thing. I'm with you.
2: I think yeah, I, now I that agree. we've been here, we've been here, you know, almost this spring will be five years, I think, um, and it's finally just now that we're like, okay let's do this, let's do this, and you know, A, B, and C. Uh, like, I'm tired of dragging hoses everywhere. So, probably this year, there are going to be some water lines put in the ground with, uh, you know, hydrants everywhere. Just so we don't have to drag hoses all across the property. Um, yeah, There's stuff like, you know, we would like a bigger pantry and I don't want to have to keep it in the barn or the shed or something like that. So we're going to add a pantry. We're going to add a bedroom while we're at it too. Just stuff like that. Um, I guess our uh, short-term goals have changed to more align with our long-term goals, which are, you know, living here and doing the thing.
0: Yeah. You know, when I first started doing this, lifestyle you know it's coming you know starting eight years of doing this um, it was always a, like just surviving that's my goal yep. <laughs> just be able yep. to pay pay the bills right like yep. that's it let's get some meat chickens of course those are goals too like let's raise our first batch of meat chickens let's raise some egg layers. let's get a garden and then after you do those goals it's like okay what next it's like you have to like reevaluate or come up with new goals. And that's always hard for me to do because I, I mean, I always feel like there's something else, like there's, there's going to be like, there's something else out there for us. I don't know what that is. It's like a, you know, I don't know. Like, is I it don't like, know what's next. I always felt like it's, it was, yeah, it was like such an emotional and hard thing to leave everything that we knew you know in california out here and then after you do it it's like is that it like (laughs) not not like not like is that it you know but like you know not that i'm not you know incredibly thankful for everything but like but yeah is is this is this is this it like like we made it like like we left and we're doing the things that we wanted to do. And is that it like, is, or is there something else? I always felt like there's something else out there that we're maybe supposed to be doing, or that's going to come up that I need to be ready for. I mean, I don't know what that is. I always had that feeling in my mind, you know, my gut feeling. I don't know. Does that make sense?
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially what you said earlier of just trying to survive, uh, for a long time you know, when we first got here, that's exactly what I would describe it as. Just, you know, we're, we're scrambling to do the YouTube videos to, you know, pay for everything, but then we're scrambling to get into a house before a baby shows up, you know, all of that stuff, uh, as well as, you know, the animals, like we're scrambling to raise enough animals to where we can do the thing and, you know, get to the point where we can actually say, Hey, we raised all of our meat this year. That kind of thing. Uh, absolutely. Like the first, (laughs) first four years of being here, I would say it has been 100% survival. Um, yeah. Now I think what's funny is there's going to be people out there that are like, yeah, but you know, you have a homestead and you have all this stuff and you're doing all this stuff, you know, must be nice. We all, we all get that, you know, must be nice attitude. It's like, Well, yeah, but you guys don't see how scary it is to quit everything, you know, (laughs) leave the place, you know, just for the chance to live like this. I feel it's, it's so
0: like, I don't want to take it for granted, you know, like it's so precious. Like it's so, I feel like something could happen and everything, it can be done. Like it would be over, like, you know. We have to sell the our land, or, or you know, like yeah. something could happen, oh, yeah. and, and you know, it's everything's so delicate. I feel, uh, and then that's that's it. That's the end of it. But um, so I understand. Um, but having like a long term goal, I think for me would be, like you said, been like trying to make a an efficient homestead yeah. where I, I don't have to be like somebody random can come on our place and kind of know how to do things already, or you know, it's not so it's, you know, more organized, I guess. And I mean, I guess that's why I'm doing fencing. You know, that's long-term goal of having fencing, water and all those things in place. Um, and also to leave something, I think this changed for me at first, I never thought about this, I always talk about, you know, we're just surviving. We're just want to see if we like doing this stuff. And, but like having something for our daughter that she could have mm. if she wants it. Yeah. There's not gonna not guarantee that she's going to want it, but at least have a place where she wanted to build a house <clears throat> or she wanted to, you know, make a business out of our place somehow. I don't know.
1: Do you guys um, think about that? I know what goes across my mind lately is, or is okay. How can we build something so far our Kids want to, build a business off of it or grow yeah. off of it how to does that stuff go through your mind too ben
2: oh absolutely absolutely yeah. I'm, i am uh, i i watch all the boys uh you know they've taken over my barn and i mean they're <laughs> starting to like you know okay so i i make knives i would like to get to the point where i could make enough knives to start selling them again but these past couple classes i've made you know four knives and that was all i had time for i made four knives the last class, I sold them all. This class, I sold half of them. Um, well, my son, Jack, he makes he makes knives too. And he's gotten really good at it. Well, you know, it was the end of day, day one and we're all in there after dinner and talking and carrying on. And he breaks out his knives and he sold one of them. And, you know, he lit up. He was like, oh, my gosh. But right then, it's like I can see the spark of realization. It's like, oh. I can make something and sell it. And so, yeah, I absolutely have those same thoughts. It's like, I would gladly pass the torch and hand off all of my equipment if it meant somebody's going to take it and run with it. Um, I think I think that's that's like every proud papa dream right there is, can I hand off, you know, the stuff that I've collected or built, you know, can I hand this off to my children and will they do something with it? I think I'm nearing that point. Like <laughs> I might be able to, might be able to hand the keys over, you know, that kind of situation. So yeah, I know exactly what you mean. What about you? What do, what, do you have any long-term goals or? Yeah, I
1: definitely agree with like the whole survival thing at first, you know, we first, our first homestead said we were that way. And then with the land when we bought it, I was like, I mean, I don't, my daughter didn't like when I said it, but like the first thing I wanted to get like a, well, and I wanted to get some things established. Cause like, okay, we just bought this big piece of property. If something happens to me, it's raw land. It's kind of hard just to get a loan on raw land. So it's like, I want to have like a, well, I want to have it established. So if, God forbid I die. I'm not mm-hmm. burdening my family with something that they can't offload, you know? So that yeah. way, I guess that was kind of like survival was like thinking like, okay, how can I get this? set up so it's not a burden right away like if i had this dream and then it turned into somebody's nightmare like i don't want to leave that on somebody Mm, so then i don't know i I guess that's kind of how i think like worst case scenario like when we jump when we jumped in doing the homesteading stuff that began it's like or maybe not even that. like when i out of high school i left my family and i was like okay like this is the time to do it like i have a truck payment Worst case scenario, I can't make my truck payment. I'm going to ruin my credit. I'm 18. What do I care? However, (laughs) I was 20. You know what I mean? So I just, I I always go into like worst case scenario mode. Like if, if this happens and I fall flat on my face, like face it right now, like what's going to happen and then just kind of like conquer that fear, I guess. And then just be like, okay, so how do I, how do I divert from if that ever, that crisis happening? So, I, I don't know, I just kind of go into things that way. And I went that way with the land. So, we just kind of got the got some, like, water lines going, got the well. And we started doing the house right away. And now we're just kind of trying to establish, I guess, like, we put trails in, perimeter, well, we, we cleaned up the old logging trails, like the perimeter trails. That way we can have access to it and just, I don't know, I'm just trying to figure out how, what we can do with it. But like you said, God forbid something happens and you lose your property or if you need to sell yeah. it, like how can you make it so it is s- saleable for somebody else? Cause not everybody's going to have the same vision that we do. You don't want to be stuck with something if you need to sell it. So oh. I don't know. Yeah, I think, so I kind of feel better about that part now. So now it's like, okay, how do we build this to a farm that we want? And then also, okay, is there something our daughter would want to do within the realm or you know, but you don't want to force their hand to do anything either. Mm-hmm. So right. I think it's kind of a it's a tricky scope. And then it's kinda of like, okay, will the food the food movement's doing good, but will regulations ever change for food and for selling stuff? And then so I guess I think that's kinda of hard too. Is like where do you go with that whole thing? Like how much money do you want to invest or how it's expensive right now if you want to get big into it. Like a lot of people are doing online sales of meat, but I mean you gotta find somebody to butcher all your meat. And then I'm I'm gonna have to say I don't know if you gotta find a distributor and get dry ice, or if you gotta make your own dry ice, cause you gotta pack and ship the stuff. So mm-hmm. I would think that's kinda gotta be a a big expense having a warehouse to do all that and everything out of. So yeah. I don't know. I, <clears throat> I think the long term goals, I try to have visions and then do it little by little, and then it's like if you think too much about it, it's like man, that's expensive. How am I going to do all that? But you don't want to limit yourself at the same time, you know, so I don't know. Do you you guys ever think like the big picture, but then it's kind of like, uh oh, like how does that happen? But every day, every day, but at the same time, you don't want to squash that dream. Like it wouldn't be where we are right now, all of us, if we squashed it. So it's kind of like, what's the juggling balance of that, of having a big vision, working to get there, but not being stupid at the same time too quickly.
0: Yeah. That's when you start like mowing your lawn. <laughs> that's, when you, that's when you just start like, how do you, you know, do other things around, around.
1: Right. Well, that's, that's still getting you to your long-term goal, right? Cause your YouTube stuff is part of your business. So if you're making, making videos, I guess that's, that's still going to your long-term goal.
2: I think what's interesting is kind of this conversation we're having right now, you know, me and Meg have had quite a few times and we've, we've talked about, it's like, Hey, where has getting dive bombed by a stink bug? Uh, sorry guys, (laughs) squirrel. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So we've had this, we've had this, uh, this, uh, yeah. Good example of squirreling out. Um, where's the time gone? How have we been here five years and we haven't accomplished anything that we said we wanted to do? You know, I want to add onto the barn. I want to, I want to build this. I want to build that. And we haven't done any of it. Well, it's not like I've been sitting on my couch eating, you know, Cheetos. Like I'm busy every day. I have stuff to do. I have a, a grocery list of things that need to get done. And it's like looking at it, how, how have we not done the things we've done? You know, we still have these goals. We still have these plans, but why aren't they getting done? Well, it's just, uh, for, for me, it's a matter of what has occupied my time. Well, the thing that has occupied my time is honestly making videos. Um, you know, I've been spending so much time over the past couple of years filming stuff that I've gotten caught up filming other stuff. Um, You know, little projects. I've worked on the garden. I've, you know, I've kind of gotten our food situation prioritized to where I can, I can have the gardens. I can have the animals. I've, that's what I've prioritized. And the sad thing is, is the building projects have taken a back seat. Well, you know, this, this past year, the gardens were awesome and I didn't hardly have to deal with them because of how I've put everything in place. I've pretty much taken care of themselves. But what has happened is since there wasn't so much attention needed, you know, over here, it kind of let me see how stagnant I had become over here. And, you know, now now it's to the point, it's like, you know what, I'm not having another year where I don't tackle any of my building projects. Like, it's it's got to happen now. So, I don't know. I don't know if that, you know, kind of relates to what we're talking about, but that's kind of where I'm at. I think you kind of have to prioritize
1: what you can and can't do in a year though what you can and can't or what you can and can't do you can only do so much in one year it's like our gardens hopefully this year will be the year of the garden but our garden we we have raised beds right now but we don't have huge gardens that's kind of been something that we kind of put off but we need to get into that and you know we want to get like blueberries in an orchard and stuff at the same time it's like I would have loved to have done that the first year because it's a slow process, but we also want to make sure it's where we want to put it. So I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a give and take. You can only do so much in a year. And yeah, if you, if you look back at it that way, like, Oh, I didn't do this, but yeah, you have your gardens, you have this, and then now you can jump on building doing your DIY stuff. Cause I guess if you weren't, if you were trying to do it all at once, how much would you accomplish? I guess it would be a, like spinning my tires. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of good at that sometimes. I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'll just be like, Nope. Like I'll put this project completely off, but I gotta, I have to completely stop thinking about it. Otherwise it's going to drive me bonkers and I'll have to do something. So it's like, no, I think it kind of makes Gina upset sometimes. she she'll be like, Oh, you're not whatever. But I'm like, if I'm not, if I don't like just completely disconnect from it, like, I still know I got to do it, but just not think about it for however long to my next project. Like, I'll be getting anxious because it's sitting over there and I haven't done it yet. So I guess for my personality, I just kind of have to like disconnect me. Like, Nope, I'm not focusing on that. I got to focus all my attention right here. I don't know if you guys find that works for you or not, but Hell that's kind of yeah. what I had to do. Mm-hmm. I guess one of the biggest things for me, when we, <clears throat> at the other homestead, we had a bunch of land cleared and I tried, we had it cleared and I tried putting it into pasture and we got that summer, we got rains and every time I put seed down, it would just get washed out and we'd have ruts and I'd reseed it and and it happened like three or four times and then finally I just had to walk away and then I went back I mean I still used what I could for meat birds and stuff but a lot of it I was just like nope but then I went back like it probably took two I mean I was always over there but it took two years and the natural grasses started growing and filling everything in It was like and now it's it's an awesome pasture so it's kind of I don't know it's kind of taught me a lesson like hey sometimes things take time which I'm not good at, good at doing, but sometimes it takes time and you just have to wait. Like when you're trying to build a homestead, like it's a slow process. There's a, always a lot to do, but what you do still takes time to, for the roots to establish, I guess. I think it'll be if an so. ongoing discussion. Yeah, that's
2: for <laughs> always sure. Always evolving.
1: Have a good one guys. See you guys later.